0: Today is Monday, November 21st. The title for our devotional is Rich or Poor. As we did last week, for the remainder of this campaign, we're briefly exploring some of the topics that I left on the cutting room floor. We're looking at some of the different spheres of life in which we find the way of Jesus diverging from the polarized views of our day. Each of these topics, of course, deserves much longer treatment, but here, for the sake of time, we will address them briefly. Today we're going to talk about the third way of Jesus in pursuit of wealth. Within the church, there are two polarized ideas about wealth and many other ideas in between. First is the prosperity gospel, which falsely claims that God wants to bless everyone with material wealth, and he will do so as long as the individual has sufficient faith. Softer forms of this drive Christians to pursue wealth even for noble purposes, but fail to recognize the reality that it simply may not be in God's will for you to be wealthy. On the other end is the poverty gospel which is represented in various monastic or isolationist movements. These are undoubtedly less common in our modern Western culture. However, softer forms of this emphasis emphasize the danger of material wealth, which is certainly true, and avoid the temptation by approaching money with indifference and a commitment to a life of poverty. This is equally problematic when we divorce it from the will of God and attempt to make it a rule of life for all Christians. Instead of focusing then, Our attention on the pursuit of wealth or attempting to avoid the temptation of it by regarding wealth with relative indifference, we as Christians ought to focus on following a handful of biblical principles that will influence our approach to our wealth. Focus on these principles will lead us to a closer following of the way of Jesus. The first one is fulfilling the creation mandate to build culture. We talked about this at length a few years back in our redeeming work campaign. The basic principles here are to view our work as an act of worship to God. That is good whether we are in the secular space or in the church space. In building culture, we are making something of creation and fulfilling the creation mandate of Genesis 1:28 through 28-30 and Genesis 2:15. Genesis 1:28 to 28-30 says, And God blessed them. And God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens, and over every living thing that moves on the ground. And God said, Behold, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is on the face of the earth, and every tree with seed in its fruit. You shall have them for food. And to every beast of the earth, and to every bird of the heavens, and to everything that creeps on the earth, everything that has the breath of life, I have given every green plant for food. And it was so. In Genesis 2.15, the Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and to keep it. Secondly, second principle is do what God has called you to do. As I implied above, God can call Christians to work in both the secular space and the church space. God can call a carpenter to his work just as he can call a pastor to his. For Christians, then, when deciding what career to pursue or job to take, the salary amount is not the only factor to consider. We must consider what God has called us to do, whether it makes a lot or a little. Third, work hard with integrity. Within this is the call to provide for your family as well. Colossians 3.23, whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. 1 Timothy 5.8, but if anyone does not provide for his relatives... And especially for members of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. The fourth principle is be generous. So, whether you have a lot of money or a little, what ultimately matters is not the amount, uh, but your heart of generosity. 2 Corinthians 8, 7. But as you excel in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in all earnestness, and in our love for you, see that you excel in this act of grace also. In context, here he's talking about the act of grace being generosity. The focus then on these principles, among others in Scripture, will lead us away from the polarized view of poverty or prosperity and closer to the way of Jesus.